Hey guys, it's Melissa here from MelissaOatman.com. Welcome to Awaken Your Inner Awesomeness, a daily podcast devoted to spirituality and self-help. If you're new, I want to welcome you. If you're returning, welcome back. So today I wanted to talk to you about having a narcissistic parent. Now, we've all had to deal with in our lives things, conditions that our parents have put on us that have affected us growing up. And as always, I don't ever feel like we should be necessarily blaming parents because we just do what our parents did. You know, kids don't come with a manual. They don't come with a book, a how-to, this is what you should do. So for most of us, we just do what our parents did. And we don't know any better unless we learn. And we go and we take classes or we do counseling or we do all of those things that help us to learn how to break cycles that are happening in our family cycles of abuse. And one of the most, I think, difficult things is coming from a childhood where you had parents who were narcissistic, either a narcissistic mother or a narcissistic narcissistic father. And today, I want to talk about focusing on if you had a narcissistic mother And how having a relationship dynamic like that, how it affects you, how it affected you as a child, how it affects you now, and how it may have affected your own parenting style. I do have a lot of experience with this, and I can tell you that it can be a very difficult thing, and it's hard to push past. And coming from a childhood where you may have had a narcissistic parent, causes you to doubt yourself a lot when you become an adult. It instills in you a mistrust of people and relationships because you feel like you have to totally bend your will to the other persons in order for the relationship to be successful. Because having a narcissistic parent, you were taught that love was conditional, not unconditional. It was based on how you obeyed your parents. So if you did things that your parents didn't agree with, whether it was trying to branch out on your own and be your own person, or simply not following the rules that made your parents' life easier, then they might take that love away from you. And that could be done in many ways, but for many people, it was being screamed at and called names being given a look, like sometimes all you needed was a look, right? Or being given the silent treatment. And I know that that is a truly effective form of punishment for a lot of people is just by giving the silent treatment to someone. But I will tell you that it is not good for children when that happens to them. Because when you when you punish a child, when you're trying to correct a child, You should also be there to provide support and soothing to a child. But what often happens in a narcissistic relationship is that the punishment happens, but the soothing does not. And so it causes a lot of feelings of abandonment and turmoil inside that child. You know, when you're infants, you develop an attachment relationship with your parents. We all do. That's how we survive. 
It's a natural system that has been designed by nature to ensure that we stay within proximity of our parents because they're the ones who are going to be protecting us and nourishing us. And so this period in our development is vital. But if you have a primary caregiver who's emotionally unstable, then that attachment relationship is sort of a hazardous one because you're hardwired to attach to the parent and that helps us survive. But once we grow up, that same attachment is actually detrimental to us. So what exactly is a narcissistic mother? By definition, it is someone who is very self-focused and a mother who has very little capacity to provide us with support and emotional validation, which are things that we so very much need as children. And so this narcissistic mother is unable to repair relationships when there is misattunement or when you don't align with her expectations of you. So if she does things wrong, if she neglects or puts shame on us, she doesn't soothe or help us. So it's sort of like a double whammy because you're not only dealing with the fact that you've been punished, but now you're dealing with the painful emotions that that evokes on your own. Because like I said, for a healthy relationship, when you punish your child, you also talk to them afterwards and let them know, you know, this is why you're being punished and do you understand and how are you feeling? But for many children, we didn't get that. We didn't get the, how do you feel about it? And I hate punishing you, but it's something you have to learn and, and help you like deal with the emotions that that causes. And in effect, it doesn't teach us resilience. It teaches us that relationships can't give us what we want and that the world can be a very hostile place. So the number one way that narcissistic parents will basically um, leverage power over you is through shame. They project shame onto their children as a way of avoiding experiencing it themselves. They're also, again, not only just shaming the child, but then not there to soothe the child once the shaming happens. And strong emotions that are elicited by shame are really, really difficult for young children to manage and to process on their own. And it can lead to children using disassociation or other ways of coping, which are not healthy. And another, you know, another thing that is very true is that a mother who is narcissistic will put shame on her children through projection, through eye contact, and that can leave a, a long time legacy of chronic shame. Another thing that is very true of mothers or dads even who are narcissistic is that they lack boundaries. Narcissistic families tend to be enmeshed. So boundaries are viewed as inconvenient. And so you may experience a lack of privacy from your parents, um, projection, attempts to set limits that um, really infringe on your own personal rights. And they may tend to ridicule you or deride you 
And so you may grow up believing that the price for having relationships is to lose your own self in that relationship. And that's why a lot of people who don't have healthy boundaries, when they get in a relationship like that, they end up totally being taken for granted because they have not learned how to set healthy boundaries for themselves because they didn't have healthy boundaries in relationships growing up. So roles in narcissistic narcissistic families are often blurred or reversed, and sometimes the children kind of take on the parent role. And sometimes the child ends up doing everything the parent should be doing, like taking care of their other siblings or doing the housework or managing the household at the expense of being able to hang out with friends and to go play or to do their schoolwork. Also... Narcissistic parents can often rely on their own children to be like an emotional confidant and they may overshare information with you as a way to get out their own emotions and deal with it. So they may put things on you that you're not old enough to handle and not mature enough to handle and it's not your place you know, for your parent to come to you like a, a counselor and share everything with you. But in those relationships, a lot of parents do that. Also, narcissists tend to not support or validate others. So the empathy value, it's very rare. There's generally no soothing, no support, no acknowledgement or validation. And children who grow up like this and in this kind of an environment may tend to think of themselves as being overly sensitive or too emotional, or they may feel like they're a burden to others because this is the message that they received from their parents who were not able or willing to provide the emotional support that their children needed. So you may have often felt like you were a burden or your parents said, you know, you're too sensitive and you take everything too like to heart too much but if you come from a family where making fun of you or sarcasm or all of that was used at your expense of course you're going to feel too sensitive because that's hurtful and there are a lot of parents who just think oh I'm just making you tough or I'm just kidding or you can't handle that and it's actually really bullying your own child because you're you're not helping your child or making your child stronger by bullying your child like your child just wants you to be there for them so that is not an appropriate way to parent a child is to bully them and then call it joking because what you may think is joking like if you're joking I once heard a comedian say this I thought this is the greatest thing ever the comedian said, if you're joking, we should both be laughing. And if your child is not laughing because you're bullying them, you know, that's a problem. So that may have happened to you also growing up. Also, you may have been held to impossible standards. You may have been required to be perfect in order to meet your parents' approval. And parents can hold the threat of rejection and taking away the attachment um, I know personally, I experienced the silent treatment many times. And of course, eventually I would get talked to again, but I didn't know how long it would take or what I would have to do. And eventually it was me 
sulking and coming back and apologizing for something that I did not even do. So I experienced that a lot growing up. And that is why sometimes as an adult, I will often feel like I have to be the bigger person and go apologize to someone when I didn't do anything wrong. And so that has, for me, been a big lesson of, no, you don't have to, you don't have to apologize to someone if if you're not in the wrong. Take responsibility if you are wrong, but if you're not in the wrong, you don't need to apologize to other people. Also, your narcissistic parent is usually more concerned with how things appear. So because of that, your parents may have had really high standards and the failure to meet those standards would lead to a fear of having your parents withdraw their love for you. And it was a way of having you feel rejected and that is a way of controlling and dominating your child. But that leaves the child stuck because we're attached to our parents and so we want to please our parents and yet there's this threat that if you don't measure up to what I think you should measure up to, I'm going to withdraw my love from you. And nobody should ever feel like their parents are going to withdraw their love. But to someone who is in a relationship with a narcissistic parent, that is exactly what happens. There's always this fear that the love could be taken away at any time because the love is not unconditional. There are conditions that have been placed on that love. And so children of narcissists often grow up to be perfectionists or they become very anxious and depressed when they fail to meet the impossible standards of their parents' expectations. Also, a narcissist needs to control others. And so because a narcissistic parent views their child as an extension of themselves, they will be really driven to try to control their child. So attempts to express yourself may be met with hostility. And when parents hold that threat of rejection or disapproval over their child's head, then the child perceives that this relationship is really fragile and that they have to really work hard to meet their parents' needs in order for them to maintain this love from their parents. It's, uh, it's sad because narcissists find it impossible to accept others for who and how they are. They want others to bend to their will so that things always work out for them because in a narcissist's mind, they are the number one priority. And so they lack the empathy to understand what someone else is going through. And narcissistic parents may exert control to make sure that their child is like the perfect child. And that is because it reflects back on them. It's not about you being the perfect child. It's about the fact that you looking like the perfect child makes them look good. So it's a reflection of them. In a healthy, normal family dynamic, children learn to become who they are by experimenting and by making mistakes and messing up. And they are accepted and nurtured and encouraged by their parents to keep trying. But narcissistic parents will tend not to encourage free play and exploration. 
you know, so if you're doing something in public and your parent is not approving, you may get that death look, you know, that you better straighten up and fly right or else, or you may get the hand on your shoulder that's like the warning of we're about to go to the bathroom because you're making me look bad kind of thing. But children just normally tend to act out and explore, and that's just a part of childhood. But if you're in a narcissistic parent-child relationship, the child can be afraid to express themselves. And as a result, an adult child who was from narcissistic parents can develop performance anxiety and be afraid to try new things or to try new things and make mistakes. Also, a really big problem for children of narcissistic parents is that they uh, do not feel accepted. Whether parents are overtly neglectful or they are really controlling, narcissists generally view individuality as a threat. And because, again, their children are seen as an extension of them, they don't tend to recognize their children as who they are. And it can be extremely destructive and derail the developmental process because you you can't, um, those early days where we identify who we are, what makes us who we are, it kind of crushes that. It silences you from being able to express yourself and see who you really are. Plus, narcissistic parents will often invalidate, criticize, and undermine who your authentic self is. They may ridicule, humiliate, or judge, or even shame you in order to get them to do what you want them to do. You know, so if you go to them and you're like, I have this great idea, they might say, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Like, what do you think you're doing? Like, you're going to fail. So instead of being supportive, you know, you get the judgment and the, the derision and all of that. So that's a big part of it, but it's just a form of how they control what you do. Narcissistic parents are focused on appearances and they seem to really care more about how things look than how things truly are or the meaning in people and events. So children who grow up in this kind of environment learn that what things look like is more important than how they really are. So their outward appearance may need to be, you know, they may pay attention to that instead of the inward side. They may learn to value material things and status and achievement above kindness or generosity or cooperation. It's like they have to win at all costs. And so a lot of value is placed on worldly success and recognition. And a lot of people who grow up in that environment lack an internal compass and they rely on external things to tell them who they are and what their worth is. So if they don't see a lot of success in their lives, they take that as being, you know, not worthy when that it doesn't have any, you know, the size of your house doesn't prove your worth. But if you grew up in a household where your parents told you that it did, then as an adult, tend to want to focus on the worldly things rather than your internal self. Children of narcissistic mothers will often internalize a strong feeling of self-hatred. The, 
the mothers who are narcissistic, again, only offer conditional love. And that means that a child can feel like they are unlovable because they haven't been able to live up to their parents' expectations or their parents' needs. And they may feel like in a relationship, the love is conditional. And so it may also cause them to be afraid to be in relationships because they may feel like it doesn't matter what I do, I'm not going to measure up. Also, narcissistic mothers can unconsciously project anger and their own internal hostility onto children, again, using sarcasm or ridicule, judging or belittling their child. And it can feel like somebody, you know, when you grew up, you constantly have people that are picking you apart. And that can cause you to become defensive and apprehensive because it's like you're always waiting for, you know, oh my gosh, what is she going to say next? So you might feel apprehensive about having to tell your mother something that, you know, in a normal setting, if you told someone else, they would be like, and what is your point? But in a narcissistic situation, that parent might actually like lose it and blow up on you over something that doesn't seem like a big deal. I always compare it to feeling like you have to walk on eggshells in your own home. That's what it feels like. And that's what it felt like for me being in a relationship with someone that I would have described as being narcissistic is that it felt like you had to walk on eggshells and that nothing you ever did measured up. And, you know, if, if I get upset with you, I'm going to treat you like crap in order for you to understand that I didn't like the way you behaved. And that is a way of control. And it really, a lot of this is about control. And I feel like a lot of parents who maybe are narcissistic, they grew up in an environment where they didn't have a lot of control over what was happening to them. And that causes them to then grow up to become people who have to have control. And it is not a good thing at all. It's emotionally damaging. And they may also have pit siblings against one another, you know, because the narcissistic family runs on power and conflict and control and manipulation rather than love and empathy. And because that you're valued not for who you are, but rather for what you do, you may be desperately trying to meet impossible standards. And then when you fail, you may become filled with resentment and hatred because you can't live up to these standards. You can also become an extremely competitive adult in an environment like this. And you may forego the joy of a real connection for jealousy, envy, and obsessive competition. So it really is, um, it's a damaging thing to grow up in this kind of environment, but you can overcome the things that have happened to you and you can heal that past pain. And one of the biggest things that you can do to ensure that you're not the same with your own children is to have empathy for your children and to put yourself in their shoes and to listen and give them a safe space and a voice to be heard. That is really one of the best things that you can do. Children of narcissists often grow up to believe that 
you know, the world is a hostile place and everyone's just out for themselves. And without therapy, they can become lonely and they can be self-destructive and find it hard to get close to other people. But you can work through this and there are things that you can do, but it usually starts a lot with the whole self-love and setting healthy boundaries because that is one of the most important things. Growing up in a narcissistic environment does a number on your self-esteem. And so it's important for you to rebuild that, to learn how to rebuild that, to learn, first of all, who are you? Because so many kids who grow up in that kind of environment, they are taught that they have to be a certain way to please a certain person. And they don't even really know who they are. So it's about learning who you are, getting to know what it is you like and what you want to do, learning to let go of what other people think. And that's a hard thing. Even if you're an adult and you're in your 40s and you have a parent and you feel like you constantly have to please that parent, you don't. Not anymore. You're your own person. And, you know, here's the thing that I know. If you confront a narcissistic parent and you tell them, look, I'm not going to take this from you anymore. And if you don't want to talk to me, that's fine. But I have to go do my own thing. And you set that healthy boundary. They'll learn and they'll realize if they do want to have a relationship with you, if they do want to talk to you, they're going to have to stop doing the whole silent treatment thing and conditional love thing because that doesn't work anymore. It was all about manipulation and control anyway. And when you set a healthy boundary, it's like you're showing them, look, this doesn't work with me anymore. You're going to have to actually deal with me and build a close connection if you really want to be with me. And nobody says you have to have a close connection with your parents. It's nice to have one. But you can set your boundaries and say, if you want to have a relationship with me, this is how it has to go. These are the boundaries that I have because I'm taking care of myself. And we have to learn to love ourselves and stop doubting ourselves because all of that did not come from us. It came from our parents and our attachment style to our parents and the way they use that attachment style to manipulate and control us. So learning how to develop self-awareness and compassion, those are some of the first steps in overcoming the damage of growing up in a narcissistic home where you had narcissistic parents. So it is possible to heal. And I hope that you do. And again, take care of yourself and set your healthy boundary because you're worth it. You really are. All right, guys. I know it's not an easy topic, but it was something that came up and I just thought, I really need to do a podcast about that because, gosh, I've had some experience there and I know what being in a narcissistic relationship is like and I know that it's difficult. So there are probably a lot of people who've experienced that. So you, I pulled a card for today and the card I pulled is from the Butterfly Oracle deck by Doreen Virtue. And the card I got was Join In. And on the front of the card, it shows two butterflies kind of coming together here. This card comes out to say that you need to start participating more in your own life and getting involved in organizations that allow you to meet new people, whether you're looking for a relationship or just a friendship. If you really want to get to know people, you've got to get involved. So this card comes out to tell you to take a risk, to get out there and to meet people. And I know, yes, COVID is happening, and so we're not always able to get out and go places, but think about 
where you can step in and volunteer and and join in things in the future because in doing so you meet a lot of really awesome people and you may end up meeting part of your soul tribe so get out there and don't doubt yourself and know that you are worthy of someone making friends with all right guys well i want to thank you so much for being here with me i hope that you enjoyed this podcast i hope you guys have a beautiful wonderful fabulous thanksgiving my black friday special is that I am offering 20% off on all of my services. I did a survey to see what services people would like to see a sale on, and the answers were all varied. So I just decided to do a straight sale across the board. If you've ever wanted to try Reiki or past life regression or reading, and you just weren't sure about it, now is the perfect time because you will save 20%. In the checkout, just put in the coupon code THANKFUL in all caps. And it is because I'm thankful for all of you and you will receive 20% off of your order. If you want to book a session with me, simply contact me after you've paid for your session and we will schedule it. All of my sessions are done online through Zoom. So you never have to leave the comfort of your own home. Don't forget to follow me on social media. I go live Mondays at 630 Central on Facebook where I do a free card reading. If you show up for the card reading, I will pull a card for you too. Also, I post videos to Instagram and IGTV, and I post free guided meditations to my YouTube channel. So don't forget to check me out. I hope that you guys have a fabulous day from wherever you're listening. I am sending you so much love and light, and I will talk to you soon. Bye, guys.